Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the astrologer Bill Atride radio show. I'm Bill Atride, and today is the 19th show for us for 2020. And uh, following up on the show of last week when I talked about uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, the Democratic ticket, um, I thought I'd continue today in a political vein, uh, looking at now the four contenders for president and vice president. In, in regards to not so much their charts, though we'll maybe pick up on some of those themes as well, but to look at what are called the progressions and transits, and especially the, the transits in terms of indications in their charts and what that might hold. Um, but I also I want to start off with a, a sort of a, a not even a personal thing, but my spiritual observation about these matters in that um, in terms of what is determinative here about what causes certain events and circumstances, um, the planetary motions are such that they are universal uh, and are continuing throughout time and space, no matter what life forms or species are on this planet or throughout the solar system and throughout the universe. Um, and so I don't wish and want people to take away from any kind of consideration about progressions or transits, that it's something that is destined or must be. These are energy forms, and depending upon the particular energy form it is contacting, whether it be a human or whatever, um, the responses depend upon the development of that being or those groups of individuals, or in this, in, in this case, a nation itself, um, and so it doesn't determine what is going to happen, just the energy experiences that they're going through. And the responses depend upon the level of, uh, of, of physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual development of that particular person or group of persons, in this case, when it comes to a, a country. Um, so I just wanted to lay that out in terms of a, just a, uh, understand that's the way I do all my readings with people. I don't start off with people telling them this is what's going to happen to you. I, I don't believe that. I say to a person, to the extent that you know who you are and have worked on developing greater self-knowledge and therefore self-mastery, you could turn whatever what someone might be considered to be a bad aspect or difficult or challenging aspect and, and rise the occasion and, and, and speed your growth to a higher level of consciousness. So it's not like we look at things as being good or bad. They're strong or gentle, shall we say. Uh, and so we'll take a look at all these charts with regard to that, but also in real terms, look at what each of these individuals is going through as well. Um, so after I've done my little spiel on, on the four candidates here, I'll open up the airways as always for you to call in with questions about the topic perhaps, or if you want to talk about uh, your chart or someone else's chart, just first give me, of course, your, your name. Um, your first name is fine. And, um, and whatever information I might need in terms of a birth date, a birthplace and birth time, if you have that, which is always wonderful. Um, and if you need to reach me for any reason to uh, talk about these things or suggest a topic, or perhaps you want to get a reading yourself at some point, um, you can reach me by my email, which is bill at tried at gmail.com. That's B I L L A T T R I D E at gmail.com and you could also visit my various sites in the blog settings and blog talk here or uh, the the written blog or Facebook or Instagram or whatever and I'm sure in some of those platforms I've also got my phone number listed there so you can always reach me by a phone call too and I 
I do pick up the phone. I usually, uh, things mostly go to voicemail, but I do return calls. But the quickest and easiest way to get my attention um, is certainly to send me an email, okay? Um, uh, so, and again, I'm, I'm planning on probably next week uh, doing another show, maybe continuing on the same, maybe talking more about topics as now things are shifting and changing with the weather here as we're moving towards the fall. Uh, and some certain things are going to be important that happen in the next coming weeks in terms of Mars turning retrograde. I, that's on September the 9th, I believe. Uh, and then uh, we have our Mercury going retrograde again. That's not till October. Uh, and that's another thing we have to take note of here is that uh, unfortunately, or the way it just shook out this year, um, Mercury is going retrograde mid-October and turns direct, yes, on the very day of the presidential or the national election, uh, many offices up. Uh, and the last time that happened, uh, this particular shifting of energy forms was the year 2000. And we all, most of us remember what went on then. So uh, it doesn't bode well for a smooth and easy election, but we'll see how it goes. Hopefully it's better than the last time. Um, Anyway, so, so with that in mind, I thought I would begin by looking at these two teams, looking at uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, and then looking at Donald Trump and Mike Pence. Um, and again, in regard to Mike Pence, he's the, of the four, he's the one we don't have a time of birth for. So it's more obscure or difficult to pull out particular information, especially in terms of timing. It can be a little bit off, but we'll still take a look at what his chart indicates. Uh, and I certainly believe that in terms of a presidential election, people are voting for the top tier candidates. So what's most important is what's holding uh, the influences that are holding sway in Joe Biden's chart and, and Donald Trump's chart. So let's let's begin first in looking at Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Um, and I know we talked about both of them last week, talked about Kamala and then Joe and their charts and their combination. So we can sort of set that aside, but keep that in mind. Um, but what's most important, I always look at a chart first and say, what's going on here? And looking first at the progressions, then looking at the transits. And just right away, crossing the lines here, what's remarkable to me, I mean, this maybe has happened before and I haven't studied it historically, is that the two presidential contenders are both in the same phase of their lives in regard to progressions. We run the progressions, which is a way of moving the planets around a chart in about 29 years, uh, going from a new moon to full moon and back again. And both Joe Biden and Donald Trump are just coming out of a progressed new moon. Uh, for, for Donald, it happened back in uh, September 2019. And for Joe, it's, I think it was May 2019. So really not much difference there. Um, and a new moon is the planting of a seed of a new beginning and new influences that begin to course through that person and begin to influence and direct their life. But at this phase in their life, they're both having to go on faith because it's not yet clear what is emerging here. And they're being guided and influenced by very by factors that are very deep and subtle. In regard to Joe Biden's chart, um, his progress moon um, had been going through the sign of Aquarius since May of 2018, running until May of 2020. Uh, and Aquarius is the second to last sign. It's a sign of humanitarianism, social consciousness, social ideals, uh, and looking to be involved in various causes and pursuits whereby you're trying to preserve or protect or make better the community and world you live in. 
Um, and so that would have been a driving influence throughout his, that period for him. But now it's transitioned to something rather special, of course. The, every sign is special, but there's something very special about the last sign of Pisces because it sort of sums up the whole experience of what it means in this case to be human. Um, and so what we find in Pisces is a, a greater development in terms of a person's capacity for understanding, for compassion, for empathy, which of course Joe is well known for. Uh, he is a Scorpio water sign and here the moon is in a water sign for the next several years from May, 2020 uh, until May of 2022. Um, and so it is a time where one deals with one's faith and the facing down of fear, uh, of dealing with compassion, empathy, and the opening up of the boundaries of one's life in terms of something more encompassing. Moreover, we look at where that moon is in the chart. And for Joe, that moon is progressing through his third house, the house of the mind and our intelligence and our communicating faculties uh, from May of 2019. Uh, and running until uh, September of 2021. And so this is a time where really for Joe, it's like a series of intelligence tests and having to open the mind up and show flexibility and adaptability and show ingenuity are all the points that he is uh, be being made aware of and working upon in his life at this time. Um, when we turn and look at the planetary transits, of course, the, the, the bigger outer planets always give us pause and say, oh, my goodness, what does this mean? Um, but we'll take a special look, especially at the supportive planet of Jupiter and the challenges laid down by Saturn in all the charts here to see what's going on. But in terms of the outer planets, a rather interesting thing is happening in Joe's chart at this time, and that is the, the planet Neptune, uh, the planet that it's at the top of his chart at birth. Um, um, the planet that rules our, our capacity for imagination and dreams and insp inspired work and activity in his house of path and work and career um, is now come all the way around the chart and is now entering the bottom of his chart, the fourth house, the house of the roots of one's life. And it, it actually rules that house. So I would say to somebody going through this kind of an experience that one's experience of the roots of your being is going to go through a profound shift and change, perhaps a broadening and a deepening of where one comes from and one's sense of the roots of things in terms of ancestry and, and ethnicity, but going much more deeper into spirituality. It is a time where one lets go and goes deeper into connecting to fundamental truths and beliefs and understanding uh, that can be quite profound and moving. Um, it, it's kind of unsettling at times being moved by these forces, but it's also quite wonderful to feel the support coming in from something that is somewhat transcendent. Um, more challenging, though, in Joe's chart, and this is kind of interesting because it's something he shares with his running mate, Kamala, is that Saturn now moving to the very end of Capricorn and dancing into Aquarius all during 20, um, 2020 here is going over Joe's moon. Um, that'll happen every seven or eight years. And when it is, it's a time of having to work ever harder at striking the balance, keeping the integral balance between your private life and your public life, your home life and your career, not to burn the candle at both ends, not to get too stressed out emotionally, to make sure you ask for the help you need and also render the help that you must to those who you care for and who care for you. Um, so it's really trying to juggle that, the inner and outer life is what Saturn to the moon requires. 
And it can be a time when you do get a little run down emotionally, but also if you're holding it together, you're seeing how these two worlds are directly connected to one another, that a rich, meaningful home life sustains you out there in your professional and public outreaching efforts. And those public outreaching efforts and career feed back in and enrich your home experience and, 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 and make it possible to continue in that home experience by preserving the greater outer world. So holding that together is something that Joe would be very conscious of right now, or, or that this is what this would argue for. But most favorably for him, as Saturn's going through the end of Capricorn, it's lining up with Joe's son and his Venus, which are there at the end of Scorpio. And so he has Saturn uh, sextiling his son, sextiling his Venus in, in February and March of 2020, in July and August here of 2020, and again in November, December 2020. So those are some so very supportive energies as Saturn is weighing in here, which again, where it's located in his chart is critical and it's in his second house here in 2018, 19, and in 20, in his house of, of resources and values and his talents and ability. It's when he's flexing his muscles and showing himself what he can do again and repurposing his strengths is the, the test and the opportunity in his life at this time. Jupiter will always show us, well, where is there growth and opportunity? Where may the benefits flowing into one's life? And again, these aren't just given to one. They come because you've earned it and that what you've given, you will receive. And so it's not as if Jupiter just gives you gifts. It's you get what you give. <laughs> and so people will say, well, Jupiter is going to bring me wonderful things. I say, yes, if you've been kind and considerate and generous in the past, this is when you get your reward. Um, so we have to keep these things in mind that things just don't happen. They happen for underlying reasons of cause and effect of the law of karma. So for Joe right now, that Jupiter moving through the end of Capricorn also and coming into Aquarius at the end of this year is likewise lining up with his sun and Venus. Um, but more especially all year long, it's lining up with the top of his chart, aligning up with his midheaven, the house of destiny in March and August and here in October. And very nicely in terms of thoughts and ideas and communications, uh, Jupiter's lining up with his Mercury um, in March and July and on the day of the election, basically, which means there's good news coming on the day of the election, according to this, in terms of his chart. That's how I would read it or interpret it for someone asking me what's happening on that particular day. Um, but I don't like to focus on days. I like to focus on processes and periods and larger sort of um, or looking at things in a more holistic way than in terms of events, which I find to be less meaningful, though life does come along with certain poignant events that, that mark us as well, certainly. Well, then let's take a look at what's going on in his running mate's chart, in Kamala's chart. Um, and for her, she's at a very different phase in her life because her sun and moon are in line up in such a phase that she's really hitting a high note in her life in terms of self-realization and self-expression. The sun in her chart uh, and moon have lined up in such a way that there's a flowing of energy in 2019 into 2020. And so she's probably feeling pretty good about the way things are going, though needing to move now into a period of making adjustments. Uh, that was from August of 17 to November of 19, Kamala had her moon back in her own sign of Aries. But now, but now it's moved into the sign of Taurus um, and remains there now from November 2019 to December of 2021. 
And when the moon's in Taurus, you're taking those ideals and plans and visions and enthusiasms of Aries. And now you're being asked, okay, but does it work? Can you make this work? What are, what, how do you apply that theory? How do you work with that, that, that theorem or that belief and see that it practically has use or can be manifested? So she's in a more pragmatic and sensual time, one might say, in terms of that moon being in Taurus, dealing with the real world, not just ideals. But throughout this whole period, kind of interestingly, paralleling for a different reason, Joe's chart, from January of 2018 till December 2020, her moon's in the 11th house, the house of social ideals and social consciousness, where her moon started, showing her very strong commitment to trying to make the world a better place or try to preserve cultures and communities. Um, and so this has been a time of great high social idealism for Kamala anyways. It's interesting, in December and lasting for the next several years, all of 21 and 22 to 2023, her moon goes to the 12th house, which is a profoundly spiritual time for most people of deep soul searching and inner work and being able to work in a way behind the scenes, uh, getting things done. It's not when you're looking for the limelight or, or, or to be in the limelight. You're now comfortable working behind that screen, which fascinating to me is that that's Joe's chart. Joe was born with his son in the 12th house. He is, he is a self-sacrificing person. He's willing to not have to take the lead to get things done. He doesn't need to stand in the light. He prefers to do his work in the trenches uh, and, and not look for all that glory and attention being showered upon him, though, if elected, of course, he'll be at the front man, as it were. And Kamala looks like she'll be playing this role of doing a lot of work behind the scenes, which well befits a vice presidential candidate. Um, so in looking at her transits, uh, what is most significant in her chart, as I said, is just like Joe, Saturn moving to the end of uh, Capricorn into Aquarius is lining up with her sun in Libra and her moon in Aries. So most certainly Kamala is dealing with this need to juxtapose and balance out in her life herself and her emotional self, her needs for herself, her needs for her emotional connections. So it's a real juggling act here, but it also reminds her of the juggling act that not just for her, but for anyone else that she's dealing with, that she's mindful of these things. And she's also finding her mind is facing a great test here. Uh, with Saturn going over her Mercury, she has to choose her words carefully, be very cognizant of how they are being interpreted or received, uh, which is, is very important because of that moon-mercury opposition or chart. She's always had this initial challenge of holding together her thoughts and her feelings and making sure there's a balance of affect or feeling and mindfulness or thoughtfulness in her delivery. And this is the year that she's really ever more conscious of that, I would say, is what she's addressing. Um, most powerfully, the planet Pluto, the planet that rules the will and willpower, uh, is lined up this year in Kamala's chart and going over her Jupiter, the planet of truth and belief and our faith. Um, and this is an aspect that can occur once or maybe twice in a lifetime. But it's a time when a person can really pursue in a much bigger way their, their, their beliefs in terms of 
what is science? What is truth? What is my faith or religion in the world? Uh, a time when a person might find a teacher or take up a course of study or pursue travel and explore the world and come to a greater understanding of the world and the consciousness about the interconnectivity of all cultures and peoples to one another and our common humanity, which, of course, if she were vice president, this would be something she'd be very much involved in, probably. But we'll see. Uh, so also in terms of Jupiter's own transits in her chart, well, as you might recall in my analysis of her chart, Kamala has her Venus in Virgo lined up with her Jupiter in Taurus, which makes her a generous person, genuinely generous with her time and energies, and looking to be someone who's fortunate and lucky, but of course it's not luck, it's her generosity. Well, Jupiter at this time is in that third Earth sign, touching both her Jupiter and Venus, bringing her blessings in her life at this time. Um, so she's comfortable with herself and comfortable with her herself in terms of her femininity and her spirituality, with Jupiter both lighting up her Venus and lighting up her Jupiter. Okay, I know I'm swinging through these things rather quickly. We will have plenty more time to talk about all these people and events as we go through these next many months together, but I want to make sure I cover all four people here. So let's, let's go to the more obscure person here because we don't have a time of birth um, by taking a look at Mike Pence's chart. Um, Again, um, it's kind of interesting to me. Again, we're never so quite as sure exactly when something's going to change in a chart like this, like progressions. But it appears to be that right now, Mike Pence, like Donald Trump, has his moon progressing through Virgo. Um, he had his new moon several years ago, so that's not in play here. Um, but he is perhaps born at a new moon because we, we don't have a chart for a time of chart for him. But Mike Pence is certainly a Gemini like Donald Trump with his moon perhaps in Gemini if he was born in the first half of the day. My take on him probably would be in terms of what I'm feeling from him is that his moon might be in Cancer, which would make a little more sense perhaps. But still, we could say that right now with his moon progressing through Virgo, uh, and will be so for the next several months, he's going through a period of adjustment in terms of how he orders his life and his lifestyle and how he organizes things because either the world's changing and he has to adapt to that or he needs to change to go through his own personal adjustment and or healing at this time is what this would argue for. Looking at the major planetary transits for, for Mike Pence, again, it's kind of interesting that both he and Donald Trump have a share an aspect at this time. And of course, that means that something lines up in both their charts. Um, and for Donald, it's his Venus at the end of Cancer. And for Mike Pence, it's having his Venus at the very beginning of Leo. So both of them this year are undergoing the, the transit of Saturn opposite Venus. Venus rules value, beauty, in fact, love itself. It rules the feminine in the world. I have noted in the past how uh, in Donald Trump's chart, he's born with the Saturn-Venus aspect, and that one of the first things they said about him in analyzing his chart years ago was that he did not experience unconditional love. Love was conditional, and therefore, in some sense, he was unloved, truly, and that has marked him his whole life. Now this year, and for Mike Pence, just as a passing thing this year, because he doesn't have that same lack of love in his life, 
um, they're both not feeling the love, basically, is what a Saturn-Venus aspect feels like. It's, not, it's, it's sometimes very painful uh, and often leads to great testing in relationships and partnerships. Uh, and there can be a loss of partnerships or a reevaluation of them. It's meant to be a time to reassess what am I worth? What, what do I like and love about myself? personally? And then how does that be reflected in my relationships? Am I receiving the love? Am I giving the love? Am I in a, in a world that, that, that is sustained by this or not? And both of them might be feeling a little more less loved or less valuable at a time like this. Now, people often will compensate and not show that, of course, if they can help it. Um, but it's what's really going on in their chart. Um, and so it's, it's quite difficult. And as well, uh, for, since Mike is born with a Venus-Mars conjunction, Mar- Mars, they're also in Leo. Saturn really, in effect, is also opposite as Mars this year, which means he feels this year like he's driving with the brakes on. There are delays and frustrations he's encountering uh, that come to a peak, according to this, right there in January 2021. So it's just right there at the, at the inauguration of the next presidency. Um, so he's He's probably not happy. He's probably not feeling the love, and he's probably very frustrated about many things in his life. That is what my take would be on, on Mike Pence. Um, and we can talk more about that as we look at him, and maybe we'll do a little analysis of his chart uh, before the, uh, the debate with the vice presidents in October, October 7th. And, of course, I'll do uh, pre-debate shows probably for the first, the first presidential debate in September and in September as well, uh, just to set a setup and see what the conditions are there for those encounters. Um, so now we have left here Donald Trump's chart. Um, and I've been talking about the conditions in his chart for quite some time. So this is sort of a reprise of what I've said before. But let's, let's go into it uh, as we've done with these other candidates and see what's happening here for him. As I said, he's at a new moon. It's a new beginning, and it's a new beginning in terms of his sense of presence in the world, his persona and personality, because it was a new moon in his first house, which is where his moon remains here from June of 2019 till March of 2021. Uh, Donald is considering, you know, who am I now? The world's asking me, who am I? And I have to figure out who I am, what I call myself now because there's a need for it to evolve or change or it's facing uh, challenges in terms of its definition, and that's what he's addressing. Looking, and with the moon in Virgo, it's a time of dealing also with, does my life make sense? Am I living a healthy life, or do I need to make adjustments in my health and well-being? That's of particular import, and I may have not have mentioned this in previous times in talking about what's going on in this chart, but the, that great outer timekeeper, the planet Saturn, um, is, has begun to make its move into Donald's sixth house, the house of health and healing, like the moon in Virgo, the sign of healing. With Saturn transiting the sixth house, or beginning to make this move, it moved in there in April, came back out, it's going to go back in at the beginning of 2021. I would be telling anyone going through that, okay, if you're living a life that's correct, all you just make some minor adjustments in your lifestyle and diet and health and what have you. If you know, or you've been made aware that you're living a life out of bounds too much or too little of various things, this is when it catches up with you. This is called the house of health and healing. It's also called the house of suffering, suffering, not as a punishment, but as a reminder by the universe that there are consequences and, and the suffering is meant to push you away from the pain 
and get you back to the good life. Uh, whether you pay attention to that or not, that's the question. And so this is a time in Donald's chart, and it really is a warning here in 2020, but it's fully in place in 2021, that health and healing issues will become front and center issues for him for their foreseeable future. That's striking because, as you know, he's under extraordinary pressure at this time. Um, looking at all the outer planets that are in play here, the big one, of course, the one that's dealing with power and control and the will, which is not so much in play in these other charts, um, is going over Donald's Sun and Saturn in 2020. Um, I already said the Pluto to his Sun meant he's experiencing a change in his relationship to his sense of power in the world. Uh, and so people might become you know, disenchanted with their status and their power at a time like this. And I'm sure given what he's going through, he's probably upset and annoyed that things are turning out the way they're turning out right now. Um, and then Pluto over Saturn, well, Saturn is your reality itself and you, things you think will never change. This is a given. And now the challenges are mounting faster than he can deal with them. I fundamentally was of the opinion that Donald didn't know what real power was and where it came from uh, and how to wield it. And so when faced with a test of power, to assume rightly the position he has to do right by the country, he didn't know what to do or didn't do it or failed to do it. So he fails his test of power, which is what's going on here. So he tries to hold on to position, hold on to his power, though he doesn't understand that it, the power comes from the people. And if you've lost the people, you've lost your power. That's the fundamental lesson here for him. Moreover, he's under the beginnings of a very big double transit in his chart, the planet Neptune coming over both his moon and his sun because he's born at the full moon which will be in fully in effect in 2021, but is certainly shadowing his life at this time. Neptune dissolves things. It, 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 it opens things up and makes them more permeable. Going over the sun, the person has a fundamental question about who am I? What am I is going on in their life? And going over the moon, emotionally, they're very vulnerable and often get involved in, in sort of just, just losing capacity to understand the boundaries between themselves and what's going on in the world or other people, there's tremendous emotional confusion that he's encountering already, but it's going to be much deeper, much stronger in 2021, as well as confusion about himself all during 2021. And then just like his running mate, um, he has Saturn going over Venus. And so Donald, again, is being reminded once more that love is not out there unless it's in here. Uh, and it's unconditional. And then once that is held and understood by a soul, then love is found everywhere around you because you're, you're manifesting it and you're eliciting it from others and helping them to find their way. But if you've always tried to get it by buying it or, or taking it or what have you, you, you don't understand the first thing about love. And this has been the sad story of Donald Trump, that he was unloved and people like this are really, if, unless they can go through a major healing, and I don't discount the fact that that can happen, um, this is one of those indications for someone who might be subject to narcissistic personality disorder. And certainly he seems to indicate that he has those qualities uh, manifesting uh, in, his, in his life. And then looking at the planet Jupiter, which is, again, the greater benefic and brings in bounty and good fortune to one's life, Donald has some things working for him there in that Jupiter, like in Joe Biden's chart, is lining up with the midheaven, which should be a protective influence. 
that should sustain and hopefully hold him up somewhat. But far and away, these other aspects that are quite challenging and quite powerful are draining and difficult. And given the indications of health and, and well-being that are quite challenged here, it doesn't bode well for him at this time. And indeed, around the time of the election, some of these aspects are, are fully in play and fully manifested. Um, and so he's going to be down in the dumps or not being his uh, cheery, optimistic self that he puts on. I, I don't believe that's really who he is. Uh, it's a facade. Um, but we'll see how he can, what he can pull off here. Um, okay. Um, I think... I think I've covered them all as I meant to, but I wanted to also just swing circle back to what I was saying at the beginning is that all this matters, of course, what's happening in each of these candidates charts to what is going to happen here. But really what's going to happen here depends upon you and I and the rest of the country uh, that votes. And that's the big question. Um, we all are worried about the vote and about it. Will it be counted and it fairly and accurately and all those things. But more importantly, we've got to talk about the fact that in our country, as compared to other uh, more recent democracies, let's put it that way, our voting records are atrocious. Um, in terms of the voting uh, people who could vote, um, we're, we're not even clearing 60% of the people voting who could vote. The last time we got 62 or 61% of the voting age population voting was back in 1960 and 64. Um, and back in 2008, only 57% uh, voted uh, for Obama, and then again, 56, 55, 56 in 2012, only 55% uh, voted in 2016. Um, so more than, more than anything else, perhaps, what, what determines this election is turnout, of course. Um, if it's higher than that average of 57, 56, 55%, uh, that is what is key. And of course, the key demographic there are people from 18 to into their 30s or 40s who have a less proportionally are showing up to vote. Um, but if more are motivated to vote in all different segments of society and all different age brackets, that is what determines what happens here, not what's happening in these people's charts. The planets don't determine what happens they set the conditions for the energy forms that are affecting all of us. But how that energy affects any one of us or all of us depends upon our spiritual consciousness and our understanding of ourself and our world. So what I would encourage every one of us to keep talking with friends and family and, 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 and encouraging everyone to speak up and exercise their right to determine um, the course of our country and where we're headed as opposed to waiting for some uh, sweeping uh, energy coming from beyond us that could save the day. Uh, that's not how this stuff works. Um, we are here um, to be the agents of change, to be the ones who make the world by our action or our inaction. I am somewhat more heightened in my motivation about this belief that things will change because I think this is a change election in a very different way than 2016 was because there's a pattern in the USA chart uh, of Saturn coming around every 29 years, as it does, it's a 29-year cycle, and crossing over the USA Pluto, which is the rising planet in the USA chart. And as I keep talking about this in 
God knows when in the 2000s, Pluto going through Capricorn was going to be this really historical experience for all of us um, because the USA was born with the Pluto and the Capricorn. And as it goes through Capricorn every 240 years or so, the world falls apart because a new world's coming. And that's what's happening for the entire world but especially for the U.S. and other countries like us in our similar birth time because of this, this phenomenon. So we're having a Pluto return come here in 2021-2022. But before that, we're having a Saturn go over our Pluto. And if we look at this historically, the previous times this has happened was 1932, which was the election of FDR, uh, 1960-61, election of John F. Kennedy. Uh, 1991-92, the election of Bill Clinton. And here now, it's our turn, 2020. Um, and so what I see in each of these moments is with a shift and change of power and a reconstitution and an attempt to rebuild the political economic order in that time. Obviously, our time's more important because we're here <laughs> and because the stakes seem to be so high as they are. Uh, and so I hope all of us take heart and know that it's not determined by the stars. It's determined by each of us and what we do. Uh, and hopefully we will all take heed and realize the importance of this moment. So that's my plea for all of you to get out there and vote and register. And uh, with that in mind, let me take up these callers. So oh, good to see you all there holding on. I don't want to keep you holding on any longer. Let me pull my other computer close so I'm ready to answer your questions. And I'll call on this caller. Okay, you're on with Bill. Who's this? Hello, uh, 530 area code. Hey, Bill, how you doing? Hello. Uh, I'm fine. Who's Hi. this? This is Sherry. Hi, Sherry. Hi. And have you called before, Sherry? Have, have you called before? No, I'm new. No, I'm new. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, what, can, what can I do for you? I'd like to see if you could pull up my chart and see if, um, if I'm, I feel like I'm like in the area of a new beginning, like I'm about to move and I want to see if love and more money is coming in that next six months window. Okay. Okay, sure. What's your birthday? For now, it's 4-11-73. Okay. And what time are you born? 4.57 p.m. Okay. And what city were you born in? Covington, Louisiana. C-O-B-I-N-G-T-O-N. Yep, I've got it. Okay, so let me just bring that up and just see what I have. And that's, uh, you are, as you may know, uh, Aries with a Leo moon and Libra rising, correct? Yep, correct. I've got my needle okay. here, too. Okay, good. So let's just see. So um, in terms of what's going on in your chart right now, um, Again, looking, I always start with the progressions, then the transits. Your progress moon is finishing its run through your seventh house, which it's been in for about literally the last two years. Um, yeah. And it's got another four months to go. So by the beginning of next year, the shift will move from the reformation and readjustment of relationships and how they're structured and what you bring to them and how you work that to now moving into deeper unions or working with the question of union and how I give my backing to another or receive backing from others in 
any kind of joint venture becomes the most important thing to focus upon. So it's a, it's a rather strong change when that occurs um, because we've been getting ready for a deeper connection and now it's put upon us. Um, moreover, uh, and it should be, it should be pretty significant. And then what's sort of happening at the same time with that is that Saturn, as you may know, meanwhile, has been transiting through your fourth house, the house of, you know, home and family and foundations. Um, and it's now going to move into your fifth house. Um, so basically I would have been, I would have said to you, let me just see exactly where it was, um, so it's been in the fourth house for about two years, since 2018, 19, 20. Um, and so this has been a time of dealing with the roots of my life and what I'm committed to and who and what I'm committed to and having re-established that connection or foundations. Beginning in early 2021, I need to go out and stretch myself as a creator, as a leader, um, taking risks in terms of even love will become things that I know I need to do now. Um, so it's, it's a two shifts of energy, almost simultaneously. The moon changing houses, Saturn changing houses there in early 2021 for you. Um, let's just see. Yeah, the moon gets in there and the moon actually gets there in November, December, and Saturn makes the transition here in, by February. Um, now, was it, does there, does there need to look at, and have you, you said you're trying to do something new. What are you trying to do? I'm about to move to a new home. It'll either fall in September or October, depending on other people. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> but I have okay. felt something really significant about this move. Like, okay, this was going to really be a new beginning on a lot of things. Yeah. And I, if I understood astrology better, I could articulate it better. But since I don't, I'm having you do it. <laughs> well, no, no. Well, again, when, whenever Saturn's in the fourth house, which it's there every once every 29 years, we often make long-term decisions about our life, committing to a place or a person or a path. And we're, we have to realize we're making a decision now that's setting us up for the next 15 or more years. It could even be longer. Right. But this is not a... It's not a short-term decision. This is an anchoring, centering, rooted decision that I'm, okay, this is really setting me up for something, is what the feeling right. is. Right. I, I moved to California two years ago, and it was, felt like a crash landing, but what you're describing to me is what's been happening with Saturn. Yep. Or, yep. No, that's yeah. it. Yeah. It's in my butt. Well, wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> well... You know, Saturn's been moving through Capricorn, so that means it's been knocking into your sun and your Venus. Of course, that was that's always kind of challenging. Um, but you know, um, that's how we grow um, through those challenges. Right. But um, but again, what's really favorable right now is because Saturn, Jupiter's catching up to Saturn. Jupiter is also in your fourth house of the home and roots. So and it stays there until early 2021. The best time to buy or sell property or to move in general in a person's life is when Jupiter's in that fourth house once every 12 years. So this is also saying you're more protected now during this period in making this kind of a home change. Okay. Okay. 
Okay. Perfect. Good. So everything's doing what it's supposed to be doing. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Good to talk to you, Sherry. All right. And All right. I'll, I'll talk Take to you again. Care. Okay. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay. And let's see. Um, okay. Caller, you're on with Bill. 951 is the area code. Hello? Hey, Bill. It's Hello? Nathaniel calling in. Hi. Hi, Nathaniel. How are you? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? Okay. I'm uh, I'm okay. I mean, you know, it's it's we're all <laughs> dealing with this very strange time in so many ways, and yet um, I, I I keep on saying this to all my clients and friends. You know, it, everything is ultimately every crisis is ultimately a spiritual crisis, which is an opportunity for a spiritual awakening, which. Is what I think the world's going through. Certainly, this country is going through, um, and so it's it's wonderful to be here at a time like this. We just wish it didn't have to be brought about or elicited through such challenging and difficult circumstances for so many people, uh, all of us, but some much more than others. But um, in the end, if a lot of good comes out of this, it, we've we paid a price for it, but it was good. Uh, to to have it be resolved. So, what's happening in your life? What's going on? <laughs> well, I guess it's just good to you know have a job and everything. You know, I mean, if you think about if you think about just yeah. being able to survive during this time. But, oh, I uh, know, I know. I, it, yeah. Um, how are you doing? Yeah. Are you is work okay? Well, I have a I have a new job. I have another. I've been working at the other. My old job, and then I have a new job. Mm-hmm. Great, and great. It's uh, it, it's at a dispensary. Uh huh. Oh, so you're so you're working. Um, I didn't know what, what was your previous job also medical or or not. No, no, both of them are security, but. Uh, oh, oh, security. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, but, but so you but so so work is good then. You're 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 doing okay with work. Yeah. 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 Two jobs. Yeah. So, uh, I'm juggling that. <laughs> you Yeah. No. That's that. That is a challenge. I mean, you know, this this was a time with your progressed moon moving to that sixth house, the house. Um, well, moving to your fifth house. Um, I should say, um, it's been a time to stretch yourself in terms of your the roles you're acting in or through and the stages you're acting upon. So, um, you know, it's like, let me see if I can do this. Let me see if I can perform in this function or perform in this arena are things that the universe would be, you know, asking of you at a time like this. So that's, that fits. Yeah. Do you see anything coming up in my chart? Uh, that's, uh, pertinent. Oh, Okay, let's just see. Let me run the numbers and see if there's something coming up shortly or in the near future. I'll I'll sort it by time so we look at it the more that way rather than by the actor. Let's see. Um, so right now, um, actually, um, you're having in these two months, the very end of August and then again the very end of September – that's because Jupiter turns direct in September. 
you're having Jupiter go over your Mercury, um, which, again, that'd be significant for anybody. But, of course, we know Mercury rules your chart because you've got Gemini rising uh, and your moon's in Gemini, but that Gemini rising. So Mercury is really important. And when Jupiter's coming over your Mercury like this, um, it, it helps you to be even clear about your thinking and decision-making and understanding both the near at hand and the far away, the details and the, the, the micro and the macro. Uh, so in terms of projects, communications, the networking, um, it really means you're having a lot of good, a lot of good experiences um, in your life. So it really uplifts the mind and helps the mind um, Yes, be more lucid, be more clear, be more able to sort of um, receive information and transmit information more easily and readily. Okay? Okay. Great. Yeah. Well, first no. You're welcome. Well, we'll stay in touch. I'll talk to you next time. Okay? Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Okay. Um, let's go to this person. Hello, you're on with Bill. Who's this? Hi, Bill. It's Deanna. How are you? Oh, I recognize your voice, Deanna. Hi. How are you? I'm fine, and uh, the end of your message was very hopeful, uh-huh. um, which we definitely need right now. Uh, yeah, I've we are now. <laughs> um, I've yeah. been very worried, and there are two questions I'm going to ask. <clears throat> One of uh-huh. them yeah. is, when is my Jupiter going to line up with Mercury, since that seems to be favorable? Right. Um, let's see. Uh, your, well, Jupiter, the next aspect that Jupiter would make with your own natal Mercury will be after it's moved into Aquarius. Um, and that's not going to be, um, let me just see. Uh, I've got to run and have to know for sure, because it's, it doesn't get to Aquarius until December, so this is not going to happen until 2021. Um, so that's that's a ways off, uh, obviously. Um, December let me 2021. Just see. No, no, that's when December 2020 is when Jupiter goes into Aquarius for the next year. But for lining up with your Mercury, which is a little further along, it doesn't. It lines up on January the 19th with your Mercury. Um, and but what's nice about that within days of that because of the your chart you have gemini on the midheaven um jupiter will then trine your midheaven about by january 20 uh what was it january 20 i just had it um hold on january, january 2022 january january 19th for the jupiter mercury but then on the 22nd three days later jupiter trines your midheaven which usually is a time where doors are opening in your social life and professional life. Um, and so there's many opportunities or opportunities are coming along for career promotion and advancement at a time like that. Um, you only do that twice in 12 years. So it's one of the more fortunate times in a person's life in terms of professional growth or opportunities for growth being uh, made available to one. So, yeah. Um, and it's coming, Jupiter will at that time be in your sixth house of work. So that really resonates with that kind of a, that kind of a power. So something that, looks very, that very positive. Hopeful. 
Oh, no, very hopeful. My other question is not so good. Um, My other question is I'm I'm worried about Lilith. I know very little about astrology, but I go into these websites, and there's this very good one, and I'll share it with you, you know, privately, that I was looking at, and there was a conjunction with Lilith a couple days ago, uh, 820-2020, and um, my health has been really worrying me, and uh, therefore... Yeah, I don't... I don't use Lilith for my work, so I'm not good at commenting upon that. Others who may be more familiar with it or do find it useful, I, I'm more of a traditionalist, and I just look at the planets. And in, and in regard to your chart, I would certainly point to the fact that we know right now that Saturn is in Capricorn, and it's in your, it has made its entry into your sixth house. Um, and therefore, just like Donald Trump, but not the same as Donald Trump, you have to also be much more careful now about your health and well-being, and that would have been somewhat triggered of late because Mars moving to the next cardinal sign of Aries has been squaring Saturn. So it's sort of setting that Saturn off in your sixth house of health and healing. My advice would be whenever Saturn's there is to take a strong inventory about one's lifestyle and health practices and diet and everything to see where I am doing right by me and my health therefore is protected by this and where I may have dropped the ball and I need to take measures to bring myself back into better balance with my, 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 in myself internally and the world around me. Um, this is not a time when you will necessarily get sick, but if you have trends that you haven't addressed and know you need to address, you cannot not address them now. You must take take action for your health and well-being um that is something that we've talked about probably before this year it is going to be the message i would be speaking to you about for the next couple of years because saturn's going to be in that house um for that long but it starts off strong for you but it's also protected by you because you've got your jupiter right there at the doorway of your sixth house and that's what saturn's on this year so it's it's, it's really stirring it up but having Jupiter in one's sixth house is ultimately a great benefit, uh, a great protective influence for most people, um, as long as one doesn't do things to too much of an excess, too much overdoing or, or over-underdoing, but keeping the balance is the, the lesson there. But Jupiter there generally is said to protect many people uh, in terms of their health and well-being throughout their life, Okay. Thank you very much, Bill. I love your programs, right. and I'm going to continue listening. God bless. Okay, I'll just, okay, I'll put you on mute. Okay, thank you, Deanna. Okay. Okay, and let's see. And hello, this is you're on with Bill. Your 808 is the area code. Hello. Hello. You... Good morning. Hello. It's me, Sandra Boyd, calling. How are you doing, Bill? Oh. I'm okay. How are you doing? <laughs> Good. Good. Okay. Uh, I, I was on. I was on last week when you got cut out, and I thought it was oh, over, I so I just hung up. <laughs> oh, no, that, so I it went was, back it and I listened. Over. Well, 
yeah, I, I, I cut myself off. I leaned over and I didn't know I touched my mute button on my on my my cord here, my for my headset. I'm I'm very mindful of that now, of course. Less lesson learned, but uh, you know. <laughs> Anyways, what can I do for you today, Sandra? Uh, well, um, thank you so much for uh, these updates and you know, in in these crazy times with um, the political stuff. Um, I'm really, I don't usually dig into it, but when I hear you speak of it, it just, it seems, it just helps to calm me. So I really appreciate that. And um, so the other thing is about um, me, uh, March 15, 1961. Um, You had told me about that my Mars line and my sun line go through Hawaii, you know, before I moved here when I was all worrying, should I be doing this or not? And, and um, uh-huh. I, I don't know too much about those lines, but I started thinking because I, I don't want to stay in this particular apartment um, and my year is coming up in December. So I just wonder, and it doesn't have to be right away, but do you see maybe possibly – um, another place um, with those lines okay. um, that might be like a better place for me, like in the near future or within the next year or something. Well, you're uh, you've got a couple of things that are going to be changing uh, coming up here. Uh, I, I think before your progress moon gets to your fourth house, the house of home, it looks like Saturn. It could be. Ne- I'm just going to check. It could be next year. Um, Saturn should make it to your first house. Jupiter certainly will. Um, yeah, and Saturn also. So you have both Jupiter <laughs> and Saturn coming into your first house. Um, that's pretty big. And the first house is that house of identity, what I call myself. And part of our sense of self and our, our identity is location. You know, I'm located here. This is what I identify mm-hmm. with, but it's really about my presence and personality and how I, how I do project it out into the world is what I'm going to be focused upon mm-hmm. and making some changes in. Um, mm-hmm. In a way, what you'd be doing this year with Jupiter and Saturn, both in your 12th house, is you're ending an old growth cycle. You're tying up loose mm-hmm. ends. It's a time of inner growth, not outer growth, getting ready mm-hmm. for the new outer growth in 2021. Um, and so I would say, you know, review the life you've been living, understand the arc of your life, make your peace with your past, harvest the meaning, mm-hmm. let go of the pain, and get ready for mm-hmm. a new beginning, a major new beginnings starting in 2021. Mm. Okay. Well, um, do you? Yeah. Go ahead. Do you, do you think, because um, I've been retired since like, 2005 and I I went to college for five years and I earned three degrees during that time I just graduated this year 2020 and um, what I've been doing since um, COVID started and I've just been working like class after class of deep inner work shadow work um, and and also I just wonder do you see that maybe there's a possibility of me taking all these things I've learned in my life and all these um, degrees, do you see that maybe I could have a, a, a career 
is that a possibility or do I just keep all that stuff for me? You know what I mean? Like, well, well, or is well, that something I'm going to put exactly out into the, yeah. the world? Well, that's exactly the question. When Saturn and Jupiter, but Saturn especially comes into your first house, that's the question mm-hmm. you'll ask yourself. Who am I now? Yeah. What do I yeah. be? Right now, you can't know that. Right now, you're preparing okay. by understanding what yeah. you have been for 29 You're ending a 29-year cycle. You're about to start a new 29-year cycle. And so... Um. You're at the end. You can't. You can't know what the beginning is yet. Um, but it will become clear in 2021. And you'll say, "Oh, I now okay. see the way to go forward, and this is what I feel drawn to." And it'll just build and build and build. But right now, mm. it's 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 reflecting. It's looking back. It's seeing the the mm-hmm. all the things I've learned, all the things I've gone through, made me what I am. And now that I get what I've made of myself. I now see the next natural step to take, but I wouldn't decide that now. I wouldn't. Okay. Uh, I would wait till till 2021. Okay. Okay. Just embrace okay. what I'm doing now, and yeah, and just keep oh, that as a no, surprise. It, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. You might feel when when all this energy in the 12th house, like I'm not doing anything. I'm all inside and not out there. But that's exactly what this time is for. You shouldn't be trying right. to be out there. It is a time of being in the temple, not being in the square. Mm-hmm. But you'll go out into the square again, out into the public world, starting in 2021. Okay? Okay. Okay. Thank you okay. so much, Bill. I love you. You're very welcome. Okay. Well, I love All you, right. too. Thank you so much. And I'll talk to you okay. again all soon. Okay? Okay. And, and give your girl, give your honey a squeeze for me, too. Uh, okay, well, thank you. <laughs> She's right She's okay. right next door. I'll do that. Okay, thanks. Okay, <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> and and ask her to get and ask her to give you a squeeze for me too. <laughs> All right, thank you. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. Bye bye. Okay. Okay, callers. Well, I've got to go now, but I'll probably be on next week. So I'll hopefully talk to you then and uh, find a topic to talk about here. Maybe hopefully moving away from politics for one of our shows, because I I also don't want to focus upon that, but I know it's been on many people's hearts and minds. But again, uh, you know my feelings about that. We all have to do our part and be engaged um, and see what we can do to turn our country on and keep it on the right path. Okay? Talk to you later. Bye for now.